Live from Studio Sumter on Liberty Street in beautiful downtown Sumter, this is News Without Ink, a part of the Item Podcast Network presented by SKF. SKF Sumter is a global, world-class employer providing a clean condition environment, platinum benefits, and opportunities for everyone to grow. SKF proudly manufactures bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries. SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com. Hello and welcome to News Without Ink. I'm Scott Sewell, Assistant Sports Editor here at the Sumter Item, and I'm joined by veteran reporter Bruce Mills. Bruce is back this week to get you caught up on the week that was in Sumter, Lee, and Clarendon counties. Bruce, it's been a while since you've been on. What have you been up to? Where have you been hired? Well, uh, two weeks ago, I was in uh, Chicago um, visiting family. Uh, this past weekend, we took it easy after that trip, and um we, we had planned our trip uh, in Chicago where it was going to be 45 degrees, <laughs> forecast said. And, uh, and then it was snowing and uh, three to five inches uh, of snow and 40 to 50 mile an hour wind gusts as well. So the weatherman was incorrect. That's rough. The weatherman was incorrect by about 15 degrees. Well, it's good to have you back. Uh, let's move into some of the top stories from the past week here in Sumter. Uh, one of the big ones, of course, is uh, Martin Luther King Day. We just had uh, on Monday uh, a lot of activities going around, going on around Sumter. Uh, what do you got for us, Bruce? Well, there was the 20th annual Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Dream Walk um, that we have every year in Sumter. It starts at USC Sumter. That was a three-mile route. Um, hundreds of attendees uh, to celebrate King's lives and contributions during the civil rights movement. The Dream Walk was sponsored by USC Sumter, Morse College, and Central Carolina Technical College. And then Monday night, I attended um, Morris um, up on North Main Street, uh, had its first ever MLK Legacy Concert at the Neil Jones Auditorium. Um, The theme was When Love Drives Out Hate. Uh, Lots of musical performances. Uh, We ran some pictures in the paper, uh, additional pictures online on our website. Um, Morris College Choirs, the Allen University Concert Choir, uh, and two local churches, the Jehovah Missionary Baptist Church Choir and Trinity Trinity Missionary Baptist Church Choir, and the concert kicked off the college's homecoming week, and they have activities going on every day this week, pretty much. Now, Bruce, if I know you, you you're great with trivia. What What is some MLK? I'm sure you came prepared with some MLK trivia for us. Well, I do have some facts. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> about... Um, um, about MLK, because I am sort of a numbers person. But he enrolled, here's some interesting facts. He enrolled at Morris College, Morehouse College, excuse me, uh, in Atlanta at the age of 15. Wow. Uh, he was a college freshman. He graduated from Morehouse at the age of 19. Also at 19, he was ordained as an associate church pastor. 
Um, at the age of 22, he graduated from seminary in Chester, Pennsylvania, and it was the almost exclusively white Crozier Theological Seminary in Chester, PA, and at age 22, and he was also the student body class president at the seminary, and his class is valedictorian. And he won the Nobel Peace Prize at the age of 35 in 1964. And at that time, he was the youngest person ever to win a Nobel Peace Prize. Wow. So in- incredibly impressive. And when I hear those numbers, 15 years old to be enrolled in college and 19 to graduate. And I think about myself at those ages. and I'm just, It's unbelievable. Somebody could be uh, emotionally prepared to handle that kind of thing. I mean, right now, I feel like even that 22, he graduated um, at 22 uh, from the Crozer Theological Seminary. And uh, I've been three people since the age of 22. You know, I've just like, (laughs) you know, you just change over time. So to think of uh, at that age, at 22, when I think I probably spent the majority of my time playing Madden and, uh, you know, watching uh, NBA games that I'll never remember. uh, And this guy's out here, you know, (laughs) changing the world. Unbelievable. Yeah, we also also had a story last week, which we'll talk about in a bit, about um, a young female, 15-year-old, who's who's getting some opportunities um, uh, to attend a national conference as just a 15-year-old. I, I saw that over at Crestwood. That also made me feel completely inadequate. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's great. To, it's great you were able to get out to Morris and uh, and and experience that. Really need so many events going on uh, for a great holiday there. Um, also last week, there's news of a new gun range coming to Sumter. I've never fired a gun in my life, but this range sounds so cool that it makes me want to go. Uh, Bruce, talk about, uh, talk about the new range coming to Sumter. Yeah, it's an indoor firearms range and it's set to open in March in Sumter. I did a story on, on the, um, the owners, organizers of this, uh, probably about 18 months ago. And it was on track at that point, they were thinking uh, last August or um, Labor Day of 2019. It's been delayed, but I heard through the grapevine that um, it was still in process. I contacted them and uh, took a tour of their facility, and they're planning to open it in March. It, and there's probably about a dozen indoor firearms ranges in the state of South Carolina. Oh. And um, it will be Sumter's first ever indoor pistol and rifle range. And it's going to be on US 15 South. And that is going to be in the former longtime Sumter Marine Supply Facility uh, that many Sumterites know about. And they're putting in a little more than $2 million in total by wow. the time the the um, range opens in March, according to Rob Richards, one of the owners. Uh, a key feature of the indoor range will be its uh, state-of-the-art target retrieval system, um, where shooters can fire their pistol or rifle up to 25 yards. And, and I had a story uh, beginning this week, this paper on that, and uh, it'll be the first of its kind for indoor ranges uh, in the state, this target retrieval system, it actually debuted from the manufacturer in 2019. So there's only mm. a few of them mm. across the whole U.S. And 
The system sends the targets back and forward, and it also has an integrated camera system. And um, so you can send your target down to 25 yards, shoot, and then you don't have to hit a button to move your target up to inspect how you shot. You can just look at a monitor screen on your left, and it has an up-close um, picture of the target and how you shot. Yeah, that's really neat. Yeah. So you don't have to, it eliminates a couple of steps mm-hmm. there. And um, and also you can, you can program the system for pre- precise target distances. Um, um, one of the owners was telling me uh, targets can be from three yards all the way out to 25 yards. And if you want it to be 3.7 yards away, it will go 3.7 yards hmm. away. And um, Action Target was the system manufacturer. It debuted the advanced system last year. And we're also going to have um, a continuing story on this in our next Lakeside magazine upcoming. That'll be coming out in about a month uh, where we'll talk a little bit more about uh, Ricochet Range, which is the name. Of this range awesome yeah i saw there was some uh like video simulated training as well uh to work on speed and timing drills that that part sounded really neat too so yeah so that's uh look out for the lakeside magazine uh coming up uh the what is it the is it the february issue or the march issue how do we term that february march so, issue, oh, oh there you go february it'll march. Be, uh it'll be out in march got it and uh, we'll have a detailed update on the um on the gun range some details that weren't included in the newspaper article and then we'll be certainly out there in March when they do have their grand opening. Awesome. All right. Keep a lookout for that. All right. Moving on. Now here is our, our Crestwood student uh, who is dreaming of becoming a, uh, a future doctor, right? Yeah. Uh, I met her uh, last week. Her name is Kalisha Washington. She lives in Dazelle. She's a 15-year-old freshman at Crestwood High School. And she spoke about her selection an upcoming trip this summer to a National Future Medical Leaders Conference where she'll be rubbing shoulders with some of the top scientists and doctors in the world. Um, and she'll be, it's actually, she'll be a delegate to the Congress of Future Medical Leaders near Boston, which is a medical mecca hub, and uh, she'll be there with other teen medical science prodigies as they say. And um, I, I was thinking as I was writing this story, what was the main thing I was doing when I was 15? <laughs> and it was probably scooping balls at first base as <laughs> a, uh, in um, Babe Ruth baseball at the age of 15. That was probably the most important thing in, in my it, life. At the time, yeah. At the age of 15. <laughs> but um, so... Um, the three-day conference in June, uh, they'll be receiving advice from Ivy League school leaders, top medical school deans on what they expect down the road in medical school. Um, and she's obviously an honor student. She was selected um, for her achievements in academic academics. And delegates will also learn about cutting-edge advances in medical technology and even get the chance to view a live surgery and submit questions for the surgeon to answer in real time uh, during the conference. And uh, as I said, she's a high-achieving student. She wants to eventually become 
she told us uh, an obstetrician, pediatrician, or pediatric surgeon when she grows up. Such a great opportunity for someone 15 years old to get to go to Boston One and then make all these connections she's going to get to make, whether it be the, the doctors who's going to be speaking to her or the just the kids that's her age that's there attending as well. Uh, so much value in this in this trip for her. So, yeah, it's a great story. Unbelievable achievement for someone so 15, at 15 years old to understand that to have these kind of dreams and goals that this is what they want to be like, you know, same with you at 15. I, I had no idea. I was working at a baseball card and coin shop. I, you know, probably figured I'd just do that my whole life. <laughs> so yeah, no, amazing uh, to have that forethought already at that age. Uh, moving to the next bit of news. And yet again, uh, uh, bad news coming from the Sumter County Sheriff's office here as a uh, man's body was discovered Monday outside an abandoned home on Wilder Street, and uh, it turned out it was 17-year-old uh, Sumter student, Antoine Dukes. Yes, and um, it was an abandoned residence on Wilder Street in the county. Uh, the report came from Sumter County Sheriff's Office. Uh, investigation is ongoing on that, and um, I was speaking with Shelby earlier today, and there's no update at this time. Um, uh, for uh, Thursday's paper. Uh, but um, when an update does become available, um, we'll, we'll be sure to be the first one to post it and uh, get the information out to the public. Last year, I think it was 14 homicides we had, and I think this is two or three already this year. We obviously had the one right in the new year as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, we kept dealing with this all all, uh, all last year, and unfortunately the new year has started off uh, much the way uh, 2019 ended. Hopefully uh, that's not a theme that we're going to continue with as we move forward this year. Yeah, certainly, certainly hope not. Uh, let's move into some of the upcoming events this weekend. Bruce, what has uh, caught your eye and you've uh, circled on your calendar? Yes, uh, there'll be homecoming activities at Morris College, which uh, I mentioned a little bit uh, earlier. Uh, They'll be having basketball games on Saturday, uh, women's and men's against Fisk University. Uh, Those basketball games will be at 2 and 4 p.m. And then Morris will also have a step show at 8.30 p.m. in the auditorium. So, um, that's what they have there. And then actually, there's a high school scholarship event that's going to be on Saturday at Sumter High School. And it's called the Pace Scholarship Academy One Palmetto Statewide Scholarship and College Fair. And I've actually interviewed uh, probably a year ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. It's actually a Sumter native who coordinates this Pace Scholarship Academy. She teaches in Dorchester County and commutes from Sumter daily. And she knows basically of every scholarship available to mankind. (laughs) And um, she's often called the scholarship lady. Uh, Her slogan is full rides are possible. And um, the proof that her business is working is in the numbers. Uh, to date, she's had more than 200 students that have received full rides wow. through her PACE program. And she's had more than 1,000 students earn uh, partial scholarships. And she publishes 
a book every year or a guide to scholarships every year. And I think it's in excess of 300 pages. And um, so, um, and that's the only real fee to attend the conference is to get the book. Mm. And, uh, but just, um, but just an amazing um, wealth of scholarship information, obviously a passion of hers. I think she's a career counselor uh, down there in Dorchester County for um, one of the school, one of the high schools down there. She does this as a side thing and um, originally from Sumter and she does about three of these uh, each year uh, in different areas of the state. I think she does one in Greenville, um, maybe one in Dorchester and historically she does one in Sumter as well. Awesome. Yeah, that's a really, uh, it's a daunting, uh, it's a daunting thing to think about when you're, when you're that age and you're thinking about college and you've got, you know, maybe $80,000 worth of debt looking at you, uh, you know, at $20,000 a year. And how do you navigate the scholarship process? It's obviously so valuable to have someone like her who can, uh, show point kids in the right direction on, on what's possible and, uh, and help limit that, uh, um, limit the amount of debt that they might go into because it can just be you know crushing um and then lastly bruce before we go let's uh let's talk real quick the fireside fund can we get an update on that from you yeah um kayla green our executive editor uh gives a weekly update in our uh, print edition on collections uh last week we collected 620 dollars and um, we're currently just a shade over $46,000 and only about $2,500 away from the total last year. So Wow, that's great. So, and it's January still, so, so that's good. And, uh, but, um, so $2,500 away, but certainly um, we don't want to just uh, exceed last year. Uh, we would like to go well above and beyond last year, as Kayla was saying earlier today, um, because all the money um, is donated to Sumter United Ministries and helping um, um, families in need uh, during the winter months. That's great. Yeah, I remember an earlier update where we were so far behind where we were even last year. So it's great to see the community has really stepped up in the last few weeks and uh, we're getting close, uh, close to surpassing that. So awesome to hear. That's going to wrap it up. Thanks, everybody, for joining us yet again. News Without Inc. and all the podcasts here on the Item Podcast Network are brought to you by SKF Sumter. SKF Sumter is a global world-class employer providing a clean, conditioned environment, platinum benefits and opportunities for everyone to grow. SKF proudly manufactures bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries. SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com. Thanks, everybody. See you next week.